kind of a theory called like forever Washington. Um, basically, once you're in Washington um, and you can play the game and you get in there and you stay in there and the way that you stay in is to make millions of dollars sure. through stock trades. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Angel Research Podcast. We are here, as usual, to discuss the market's hottest stock stories and investment opportunities. We've got Alex Bolden joining us on the show today. Alex is the investment director of the weekly Market Advisory uh, Insider Stakeout, and he's here to talk to us about insider trading. Um, Per our usual disclaimer, nothing that we say here is personal financial advice. We can give you tools and insights to make great uh, trading decisions, but we cannot make those trading decisions for you. Also, uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. The engagement really helps us out. Mr. Bolden, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. It's good to have you here. Um, so I kind of want to start off with some heavy insider selling that we're, we're seeing at major banks right now uh, over the last year. Uh, could you comment on that at all? Yeah, sure. Um, we're seeing something that I'm calling the uh, survival of the wealthiest. Um, and a lot of insiders at banks, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, um, they're, they're selling shares in, in record numbers. Um, we had the president of retail and preferred and small business banking, uh, Dean Athanasia. I think that's how you say it. Um, he sold nearly $5 million worth of stock at $45.77. Um, now, this doesn't necessarily mean that he's you know bearish on the market as a whole um, or for his bank. Um, you know, insiders can sell for any number of reasons. Um, he might be building a bomb shelter. Um, but most likely he needs the money. I mean, inflation is super high. Um, we just had numbers come out today. Uh, CPI rose 0.4%, which was higher, uh, than analysts expected of 0.2%. Um, so annually it's up 8.2%, um, and we're back to 40 year highs. So most likely, you know, uh, billionaires need money too. So, uh, the more money you have, the more money you spend, and and that's probably why they're selling. Yeah, I've heard before. There's only one reason why insiders buy, and there's you know a thousand reasons why they might sell. So uh, yes. All right. Uh, while we're on the topic of banks, uh, there is some speculation going on, and I don't know how much you can really uh, you know kind of comment on this, but there's some speculation that Credit Suisse, um, kind of a, a designated too big to fail bank, uh, may be going under. They're starting to kind of sell some assets. Um, I noticed, ironically, that their chairman is uh, Axel Lehman. Uh, mm-hmm. And if this wasn't already a flashback to 2008, uh, I was thinking that might be. Is there any relation to the to the Lehman Brothers there? Or uh, I don't think there's any relation. He's got an extra N at the end of his name. So, yeah. uh, no, there's no relation. Do you know anything about the Credit, Swi- credit uh, Swiss situation? Um, a little bit. I, from what I've seen, um, they need to raise approximately $9 uh, billion to stay afloat. Um, they're talking about maybe doing a stock offering, um, but obviously that would bring the price even lower and sure. it's sitting at $4 and 40 cents right now. Um, you know, if you're an employee of that company and, and you're getting paid in stock, you're down 60% or something. Um, so I don't think employees are too happy right now and they just got a, a new chairman. So. Are you um, seeing any insider selling within Credit Suisse, or is it just uh, you mentioned uh, Bank of America and Wells Fargo earlier? That's what I that's what I saw. Um, I'm not I'm not sure if there's uh, 
You, have, you haven't I, noticed I, any yet. I haven't noticed any yet, and I don't think there is anything of record uh, from what I was looking at. Okay, and I, I know this is definitely kind of a, a speculative question, but um, do, do you expect another uh, bailout for the banks? Um, is this something that the public kind of, you, you would think they would have st- a stomach for? or? Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, I mean, according to The Atlantic, um, Credit Suisse is one of the banks that are too big to fail. So if they needed a bailout, they would probably get one. Yep. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't really think the public likes that all that much. Just optics it just doesn't look good. But I would say that they would get one if, if they needed it. Seems like one of those things, damned if we do, damned if we don't. Right. All right. So on the flip side, uh, you know, the, the banking industry, we're seeing some heavy selling. Uh, but in the airline industry, we're seeing um, some heavy buying, at least by the companies themselves. Uh, the, you know, obviously, the airlines got pummeled by COVID. Um, over the last couple of years, uh, they spent $45 billion buying back stocks, uh, but now they uh, apparently want a $50 billion bail- bailout. Um, do airlines deserve a bailout? Um, and what happens if they don't get it? So I know that airlines make up um, 2.3% of the U.S. GDP, so that's roughly $850 billion. Um, you know, it's a huge industry, and we can't really let the airlines go under. Um, I know that Delta Airlines, there's been some insider buying. Um, and I know that there also is an investigation um, by House Democrats, I believe, um, of whether the funds were used properly um, from the previous bailout. Sure. So we'll see. I think that if if they can prove that they use the funds properly, then they would be more willing to give them another bailout. Yeah. So personally, I'm pretty much always against bailouts. But in this particular case, the government did kind of put out restrictions that directly impacted their business during, you know, during lockdowns and things like that. So I think there maybe is an argument to be made. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just kind of my personal opinion on that. Um, All right, let's move on to kind of, uh, I think what is probably a little bit more juicy, we have this uh, potential ban, um, or a push to ban uh, congressional trading. Um, But apparently, Nancy Pelosi has kind of delayed uh, some proceedings on that stock trade bill. Um, and I was hoping you could kind of, you know, help uh, us out in, in understanding what's going on there. What does that bill do? Um, what, why exactly is she, is she delaying it? Uh, yeah, go from there. Yeah. Um, I think that this goes back to what the public really wants, uh, is our leaders not to be meddling in um, insider trading activity and, when it comes to Nancy Pelosi, I mean, she makes all the headlines because um, her husband makes all the trades and he has a better track record than like Warren Buffett. And it's like yeah. these guys are, you know, professional investors. How is he able to? We're supposed to make believe, so much yeah, money. Yeah. It's it's. I feel like everyone knows what's going on. Yes, um, but she gets away with it, or they get away with it. They get away with it. Um, it's it's hard to say why she would. Well, it's not really hard to say why she would block it. I mean, well, at, yeah, because at this point, she's already made so much money. She's made so much money. Like, why? Why would you even? Why would you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. Um, some people are arguing that it's just you know a power play that she wants to remain in power. Yep. Um, there's something that is called. Uh, it's kind of a theory called like forever Washington. Um, basically, once you're in Washington, um, and you can play the game. And you get in there and you stay in there. And the way that you stay in is to make 
millions of dollars sure. through stock trades. So that's why we're seeing it on both sides of the aisle. Um, you know, it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. Uh, people, yeah, it is. It is like nice to, to see. A, it's nice to see a bipartisan bill, right? It's kind of like the like the far left has developed a coalition with some conservatives, and that's that's kind of what's, what is pushing this. It's almost like the anti-establishments on the on the outside. Yeah. The, so there is the bill that that is attempting to be passed. Um, it would require that lawmakers not place their investments in individual stocks. They would have to put it in a blind trust. And it also applies to family um, and people who work closely with them. Um, so they could either like divest all of their assets or place them in a blind trust. Um, it was before uh, Congress took a break. Um, I, I believe Nancy Pelosi said that they were going to vote on this. Um, obviously, it was delayed for more pressing issues. I, I just don't think that this is at the top of their list. Uh, we're in the investment industry, so we kind of see it as a big deal. Sure. Um, I think a lot of people don't really care all that much. Um, but as it's starting to gain traction, like on social media, you'll see like on TikTok, they'll have like, oh, follow Nancy Pelosi trades. Yeah. Which, I mean, usually is not the best idea. But, are, uh, are there <laughs> are there any legitimate counter arguments to this legislation? Or is it essentially just like it's very difficult to pass because you're these people are essentially putting restrictions on themselves. Um, I mean, the only the only counter argument that I can think of is that it would might discourage certain people from running for Congress, but I think it would probably discourage greedy people from running. Like, right. I think maybe if you if there wasn't an incentive for being a politician, like monetarily, yeah. then yes. Um, but right now, the way that kind of money runs politics it kind of makes sense so um also I, d I don't there is the counter argument that like they are funding companies through their stock purchases so um they're kind of propping up the economy that way so it's not necessarily the worst thing um if you, you know what i mean but yeah, uh, we're, we're playing devil's advocate here yeah. i think that we both are kind of yeah strongly <laughs> against it uh what what are the chances that you think that will pass if you're if you're willing to speculate on that i think if nancy pelosi uh wasn't speaker of the house then it would pass yeah but um i think they're going to do everything that they can to delay it um you know i mean she's been outspoken about it and said that she does want to pass it so we'll see if if she goes through with that okay all right. Uh, and it's it's not just Congress um, that is doing these kind of like shady trades. Uh, it may be people that are, are working for government agencies as well. Um, you had forwarded me this kind of this headline recently. Uh, there was an investigation from The Wall Street Journal. And the headline reads, uh, government officials invest in companies that their uh, agencies oversee. Yep. Um, take it from that article. It says that hidden records show thousands of senior executive branch employees owned stocks and companies whose fates were directly affected by their em employers' actions. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, we're seeing a little bit of pressure on Congress to ban insider trading for, for congressional members. Are we seeing any, is there any kind of legislation or push to ban trading and force like government workers or people that are at least high up, uh, uh, you know, to to put their money in a blind trust? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that this bill uh, covers executive branch as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, in that article, it was crazy. Like someone at the EPA was buying oil and gas stocks um, and another person at the FDA was buying uh, dozens of food and drug stocks. Um, and these are on 
the FDA is like, do not buy list. So they're legally not allowed to buy them. Mm. And, and they just kind of went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How often do these people actually get in trouble or caught for these things? Dude, I, I think I think it's very rare when they do. It's like a couple hundred dollar fine. Yeah. It's not a not a big deal. Am I, I don't know if I'm remembering this right. Was there recently an expansion of, of the SEC in, in order to kind of combat this kind of thing? Or was it the IRS? I feel like there was recently an expansion of some kind of government agencies. And hmm. I'm not sure. Not that you're aware of. Yeah. All right. I um, want to move on to some, maybe some other notable insider tr- transactions. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking you might have some, but one that I noticed, uh, Philip Morris International Insiders have dumped uh, $17 million worth of stock hmm. uh, trailing 12 months. Uh, do you know anything that's going on there or... Uh, not particularly. I mean, it seems that in times of, you know, uh, recession or depression, um, you know, sin stocks would do well. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe they're, maybe they're just cashing out and then the stock price will, when it's low and then they'll buy back in. Um, That's what I would speculate. Um, yeah. Any other noticeable, uh, transactions that you've seen lately that are kind of you think people um, should be aware of? Well, it was interesting that uh, Boeing insiders bought like more than $1 million worth of stock. Um, and that was right before they announced that um, their orders and deliveries uh, are up. Um, their orders are up by 50 planes and deliveries are up by like 90 planes. So it's just kind of an interesting uh, timing of the purchase. Um, and what I'm seeing within just insiders and companies in general, there's a lot of um, insiders buying high-paying dividend companies. And I think that's really the the smart move right now. Um, people are trying to make back whatever they lost um, during this, you know, recession or whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's where I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in energy and in REITs. So is that a strategy that you're kind of like committed to at the moment is is hitting these dividend players while they're cheap? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the that's the way to go. That's um in my investment advisory insider stakeout, that's what that's what we're pivoting towards. Um and you know, we've had even today a couple of our our positions are up more than 4%. Um Jim Cramer talked about one of my positions today and he was like, "Oh, this could go on a run." And I'm like, oh, "Please." Don't. Oh, yeah, because the Jim Cramer effect where whatever he says, yeah. the opposite tends to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, man, I, I really like your strategy of kind of tracking the, the financial elite. Uh, I think it's obviously a pretty strong indicator of what's going to go on in the market and with stocks. Um, is there anything else you think investors should be aware of or that you're paying attention to right now uh, before we kind of you know wrap things up? I just think doubling down on, on energy um, and try to find those quality high-paying dividend stocks, at least for the moment. Okay, great. It's a good yep. piece of advice, and cool. we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Everyone else, please like, comment, and subscribe, and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>